Everybody, I'm Robbie Sherman. Welcome to the debut episode of Conversations About Community, starring Katrina Parker from Quirky Pop. How are you? You're, you're the first guest on this show. This is a subcast I'm doing of my regular show. It's a new thing. How awesome! The first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, all other guests will be judged by you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> by know. your by your good example. Now the pressure's on. Oh, I'm I, I'm I'm just like half joking. You don't have to take it too seriously. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much for being here today. We had a little bit of a rocky start, but I don't think that'll be a problem. This is a pretty good episode of Community. What yeah. uh, would you how how would you say this ranks for you in like the episodes you like? Just out of curiosity, you don't have to give me hard numbers. I'm just curious. Okay. Like, so. I mean, just like looking at Halloween episodes, it's not my favorite, but like I'll watch it. Yeah. So it's not like like a, one of the ones that like I hate and I'll never watch. Like I watched it again last night, I and mean, even though I've seen it a lot of times, I'm like, let me just watch it one more time since we were talking about it today. This uh, for some reason over the years, this one has not stayed in my head. The way others have, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if that is um, just personal preference in different types of pop culture, and that's the reason why certain episodes stick in my head. I really loved the Chicken Fingers episode with all the Scorsese references. Mm-hmm. That that does a whole lot for me. They got that perfect uh, Layla edit, and that is <laughs> just such a great episode but uh this is a perfectly good episode and probably a you know a, a good b plus a minus community episode would you say mm-hmm. i think i think it's that quality um second season we were still riding high uh we still got chevy hanging around i'm sure that was fun for everyone 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am not about a Pierce fan. <laughs> well, he's not the worst in this episode. He's pretty That's out of the true. way. So yeah. you don't have to deal with him too much. I think he's got a couple of okay little spots that are okay to watch. Moving on, uh, uh, you, you having a good day? You got anything you want to tell us about with your own podcast? So um, I took a little bit of a hiatus for a little bit. Like I just had some life changes over the summer, but like I'm planning on coming back soon. I don't know. I'm like trying to figure out like should I do like December or January, but it's in the works. This my show's gonna be coming back. I I miss podcasting and stuff um so like other than that like I've been doing like some voiceover classes and stuff so like hoping to be out doing that like that's been really fun like just like very affirming like okay yeah oh my cat's trying to talk on the microphone um (laughs) this is a cat friendly podcast do not worry little Gallifrey she's always like when I'm uh, on a Zoom call, she's like, oh, it's time for me to shine. It needs attention. Yeah. What a beautiful name you picked for it. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I'm, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, so, like, I'm oh, okay. going to be watching the um, finale, seeing Jodie Whittaker hopefully turn into Shooty Gatwa, but I think a lot of fans are like, he's going to turn into um, David Tennant to prepare for like the 60th anniversary but i just felt like that that would take away from shooty's moment like everybody yeah. all those doctors get their moment so it's yeah. just like i don't i don't i don't like that and i i get a lot of things like dave i get why david ten is the quintessential you know the doctor for like a lot of people yeah. and i i like david Tennant. honestly he'd be like my favorite doctor if it wasn't for the season where he did Martha Jones dirty, which that would take us a whole hour to talk about that. I see. But like so like I get it. I, I get why but I just felt like I hopefully they'll they'll let her turn into Shooty and I don't know how they'll go into the sixtieth anniversary special, but we'll see. But that's that's my take. But anyway, but with my cat <laughs> Gallifrey, there's this line from um, the 12th season where this woman uh, says, like, oh, I serve for the glory of Gallifrey. So, like, now every time I'm taking care of her, I'm like, I serve for the glory of Gallifrey. <laughs> very, very cute. I'm I like sure that, that helps with her ego issues. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but, yeah, other than, you know, the voiceover stuff that I'm doing, I, it looks like I'm going to be part of a project soon with that. Uh, so. So wonderful stay tuned and then um i entered this like fab over 40 contest because like i'm 40 and you are fab at least <laughs> i think so thank you and like thousands it seems like like thousands of women entered but i just found out yesterday that i made it to the top 20 oh wow so yeah like so if Look you guys at could you. vote for me um you would go to to vote fab fab 40 the number 40.com backslash 2022 backslash katrina i spell my name with the c c a t r i n a dash parker p-a-r-k-e-r 
and yeah vote for me like you Wonderful. get one free vote a day and then if you want to like donate to the national breast cancer foundation um it would give me extra votes but yeah this is pretty exciting like i mean even if i don't make it to like the next level it's like i made the top 20 so i'm, I'm pretty for happy sure for sure yeah. Good job. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, that's really incredible. Uh, um, would you like to move on to the episode now? Yes. Yeah. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Our episode starts with narration by George Takei explaining Halloween in a very fun, campy way. And the camera is following several Greendale residents as they're going into a party happening on campus. The narration is mostly a joke about George Takei playing himself, and it's it's perfectly okay, but I do think it's a little dated. I think we were more into George Takei humor around that time, mm -hmm. and just the idea of using George Takei as a joke. Though we've been using just George Takei showing up in things as a joke for a while now. Like, he's on an episode of Freakazoid where he just, like, kind of shows up as a joke, and, like, the whole joke yeah. is that he's George Takei in the episode. Psych, too. Oh, they did that with Psych? Man. Mm -hmm. They were at the Comic-Con of San Diego, and he, like, the guys were pretending to be his assistant to get in. Oh, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Huh. Interesting. I I have not come across that episode in, in the times I've gotten to watch that show. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I guess he just really enjoys taking a paycheck for being George Takei, which yep. the, the day I can just take a paycheck for being Robbie Sherman, I'm taking it because I've earned it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he really has earned it, if you know anything about his life story. But this isn't a podcast about George Takei's life story. We need to move on with the episode. Mm -hmm. We meet, we meet Jeff and Pierce at a food table where Pierce, Pierce is trying the taco meat left on the table with all these like fake eyeballs around it. Mm -hmm. Jeff, Jeff kind of asks him, you know, is it, how's it taste? And uh, Pierce is like, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. And <laughs> then the dean comes in and he does this whole spiel about how they'll never find out where he got it. And and then Jeff just immediately spills the beans. He saw that it came from an army surplus store. And yeah. they're like they're like rations from an army surplus store, and they can like. Okay, I won't say that part. That'll that'll spoil some fun later. But anyways, they're they're not good. And like Pierce does a spit take, uh, which is one of the good bits of like physical humor Chase can apply to the show without yeah. being a monster. <laughs> After that, the dean embarrassed. Tells him to have fun and then says he's going to take out the garbage, at which point Britta walks into the scene and tells him he might want to adjust his iPod as when it's not playing Abba's greatest hits, it's playing what seems to be the Dean's personal memos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of things that were pretty innocuous, but the classic third point of the joke is when he says he needs to look up the human centipede and it cuts it off like right at the end of the word centipede and it goes back to playing Abba. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I like all that stuff with the Dean in this episode. It's really solid. It's funny. Britta and Jeff have these little japes at each other's costume. They're still kind of playing them with a little bit of tension, but they're more friendly too at this point. They've definitely mellowed out on some of the less interesting bits of romantic work we had in the first season. And then Annie walks mm -hmm. up and she tells them 
that Shirley is wearing a rather ambiguous costume again this year and that she does not know what it is, but it is not Miss Piggy. So do not guess Miss Piggy. (laughs) (laughs) And then Shirley walks in immediately and is asking like if they know what her costume is. And they're all just kind of like awkwardly skirting around the issue. And that leads us into the scene where we see Troy and Abed trying to pick up two girls by doing a whole alien routine where Abed plays the alien creature from the signature Ridley Scott film, and Troy comes in as I guess I guess he's technically the Ripley, though he doesn't always he doesn't exactly fit that match. But he has the like big mech suit that he walks in, and he gets rid of the fake alien, and he asks he says if the monster comes back, he's going to need one or both of their phone numbers. And they just kind of laugh at him and walk off. And they tell him, like, yeah, right. And then they walk off. Troy walks over to Jeff and asks him how he does it. And Jeff says he tries to not remind women of taking their little brothers to Comic-Con, which is a a bit of advice I think most men could use. (laughs) Um, Yeah, after that, Pierce begins to act strangely, prompting the entire group to go into their individual impressions of him all at once before he has a complete breakdown on him, and they feel really bad, and and they decide to get him some help, at which point they come across Rich in a banana suit while looking for a doctor. Rich is from the first season for people who are just now Mm -hmm. tuning in. Maybe you're new to community. If you're new to community, that's okay. I'm going to try to make this podcast at least available for laymen to listen to if they're just getting into community. Though I guess we're starting out on a pretty late episode, so maybe you should go to an earlier episode I cover later on in the season if you're listening now. <laughs> Pierce freaks out, and he ends up biting Starburns that's walking by, and Starburns makes a joke asking if anyone wants to walk his plank, and after he bites him, that's when the real zombie thing pops in and the intro pops in. Mm-hmm. Uh, How would you feel about the everything leading up to, into the intro? So... I want to go back to where you're talking about, like, Jeff and Britta. Well, I guess this is another spoiler because, like, we see um, a throwback to where it actually was sexual between Jeff and Britta. Oh. we find out later. So I always wonder, I'm like, did they shoot that scene then? Or did they, like, say, hey, put on these suits again and we're going to create this party scene again? That's what I want. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, I was also like, okay, I won't say that. There's a plot point that pops up later in this episode that I'd forgotten about too mm-hmm. that plays a heavy part in this episode. Yeah. In the yeah. season. There, there's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, <laughs> I was really taken aback about how undervalued I had this episode in my head. Not that I'd ever really thought it was a bad episode. It just never stuck out to me for whatever reason. I just think there's just like other, because like when I think Community Halloween, I think of the one with all the scary stories. Oh. I think that one is like my favorite Halloween one. I think of the first one simply because I've seen it so many times. I had the first mm-hmm. season before I had any other community media uh, on DVD. So I would just like put that on when I was going to bed or just needed something on when I was walking around during the day. And uh, that that is kind of burned in my head compared to the other two. Though I think 
Yeah, the the multiple sketch one where they're telling stories. That's probably the better episode overall, and I probably like it more overall. I just know the other one better, so it's in my head better, and that's all I can say about it. Um, I do like the ending of that where the chairs fall down. Like, it's such a great bit of cinematography and editing. Really fun to watch. And just seeing others. Oh, yeah, all that stuff is excellent. We return from the intro into Shane pulling one over on Jeff with with his costume, calling him a racist for not guessing it correctly. Can you remember what Mm -hmm. his costume was? I, I, I was... Peggy, um, because it was like an obscure reference to me, and didn't even yeah, like stick like, in my fucking head at all. I almost want to say Peggy Lipton, but that's not. I don't think right, so. But... but it was her name was I know her other name was Peggy, but like she was a skater, and I remember googling it just to see who she was. I'm like, oh, she did wear that, but it's like, <laughs> I think it was before I my think it time, was before. so I wouldn't have known. So it's just like I don't know. I think it's. Like the writers are like, oh, look at these minorities being overly sensitive, but I don't know. Like, I think when we do cosplay white characters, a lot of us put in a lot of work where you would, like, if you're a fan, you'd actually know. Like, the whole, like, obscure, like, skater thing, ice skater thing, I'm like, come on. But, you know, it's maybe. But, but yeah, like, um, like I was trying to think, like, is Glenda's, like, outfit pink? I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah, Shirley's outfit is, like, full on. Oh, oh you mean Chang's outfit? Uh, forgive me. No, no, so I'm talking about Shirley's outfit. Cause she, I, like, she was. And she is, like, the good witch. Yeah, okay. the good witch. Uh, can you please explain to me what Glenda the good witch is? Because I just did not have time to look it up. Oh, so that's from the Wizard of Oz, the original oh, okay. one, or maybe like Wicked, the Broadway. That musical. would make sense too. So, yeah, so like, I feel like a lot of people would probably get that one, um, but like I can't remember what color Glenda's outfit was, just because like I don't know. I grew up more so with the yeah, Wiz, yeah. like with um, Michael Jackson and. It's Diana. cool. It's cool. It was the time and place. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I def- I don't know if this is even so much a larger, like, jab at, like, uh, cancel culture politics so much as it is, like, mm-hmm. making Chang the type of guy that will just constantly do everything he can to get one over on the people he wants to impress. Yeah. Because I think, I, I mean, I don't know of any, like, specific things happening in the Asian American community at that time that might have been making the cancel culture rounds uh, at the at, at that moment so I personally like from my from what I can tell at this point of recording the podcast I think it is just like Chang being a r- real dickhead overall <laughs> like yeah yeah but just like with like because like, I think the last Christmas, they couldn't figure out that show was Harry oh, Potter. Oh, yeah. So, like, it was a callback to, like, yeah. last year, too, with her. And I'm just like, really? Nobody could? They're like, oh, Urkel. And I'm like, Urkel didn't look and it, like it yeah. doesn't leave her much to do, either. <laughs> that's, a, that's a frustrating thing about it. Because mm-hmm. it's basically she comes in, and no one knows what her costume is. 
and she gets upset about it and has like a upset sex with Chang later on. I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it. We're gonna get mm-hmm. there anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't like nothing really else happens with her. It's kind of a shame. Uh, she's like the one major cast member in all this that doesn't really get a good arc. They just kind of get like a little scrap of an arc. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that they'll listen to the fans because like I know like other community podcasts have like touched on how Shirley was kind of shortchanged and I just hope they do better for the movie that they're going to yep. make. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I hope they uh, have a little more going on there too in the movie. Which, uh, the, that's the whole reason I decided to do this podcast. Uh, I was so excited about the announcement. I'd been trying to avoid doing full-on community podcasting because they're just, there are mm-hmm. so many good community podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked on one of the best of them. And uh, I, how much more can I say about community than, you know, like duos of other people are already saying? Well, Everybody has their own perspective, so like you would be bringing something a little different. And I think with a show as popular as Community, like you would find an audience. I, uh, I appreciate that, and you know, it's a it's got a ring of truth to it. I just felt like with the amount of people doing it at at like one time, and I feel like since they announced this movie, a few of those podcasts are kind of winding down on their runs. So now is a little better of an opportunity. I don't have to worry about stepping on toes so much. You know, I just want to have a respectful relationship with all the people in the community fan sphere. Anyways, we see Rich and Annie helping the sick. And Rich asks Starburns how much of that taco meat he ate. And he says he didn't have any. We then go over to a scene with the Dean in his room talking to someone from the army surplus store, like explaining what he uh-huh. bought. And the the guy asks him to read the, no, he doesn't even ask him to read the tag. He gets upset. He's like, look, I bought this taco meat from you. Like this, this other stuff here, I actually have it. And they don't even know what it is. And he reads this complicated code that must obviously be a military code and then he gets put on the phone immediately with a general and what's really funny about this is that there's just a general hanging out at this army surplus store like (laughs) you know like he's still he's still an active general but he's at an army Uh surplus store i just assume that those words like because now they always say like, "Oh, they're always yeah. listening to our phones." So like, I didn't necessarily think uh-huh, it was okay. at the store, but like when he said that phrase, it like clicked. And I'm like, "Oh, let's let's bring in this guy because yeah. that's cold." Yeah, or this something. is a. I I would say this is probably mo- most specifically tied to something like Return of the Living Dead because there's a big thing where like the army is keeping supplies in the bottom of this place and they don't know where it what it is and it gets unleashed Mm -hmm. and this movie has a whole ton of very specific zombie homages like community is more interested in homage than it is about straight reference and they get some john carpenter type jabs in here later on with troy and abed and those are fun and cute uh after that, they uh, they tell him that uh, 
he's stumbled upon something top secret and the whole party has to be completely isolated. After that, they're all hurtled into a room together and isolated off. Rich then explains that they can't have any infected among them and how they have to break everyone's fever or they all risk brain damage in three hours. And then in six hours, which is the conveniently <laughs> allotted time the army gave them to when they'll be there, they'll just be completely dead from everything. And he lists off a bunch of symptoms. And the last thing he forgot to list off was slurring speech, which as soon as, soon as he yeah. says it, he like goes right into it. it. And then Britta pops up and she's like, what? That can't be happening to him. Cause I got bit 10 minutes. And, and that's when you see that they're both <laughs> infected. And so the Chang like freaks out and he thinks he's in a real zombie movie and he yells aim for the head and he tries to hit Rich in the head but all he does is break the glass where all the other all the mm. other students and faculty were ganging up around him so they start running in and Jeff Troy and Abed are left Oh, Jeff, Troy, Abed, Shirley, and Chang are left, and they split up, and this is where we see Chang and Shirley have their little moment where Chang guesses her outfit correctly, and she is so impressed by it and so taken with it, he he kind of seduces her, and then and that's when we find out later they did stuff, and, and then we see, uh, we see Jeff, Troy, and Abed, they get in this like other room that doesn't have anybody in it. And there's this scene where like a cat's running around. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite scene. I love that shit so much. Oh my God. That was so funny because there are like these just scenes in horror movies where cats are just jumping around while people are walking and they don't have any, sometimes they turn into monsters and then sometimes it's just for setting. But for here, like, mm -hmm. Every time they move, the cat just jumps around the room at a crazy alarming face. <laughs> I love the <laughs> I love the sound of the cat. It's like this cat has to do Yeah, it. they immediately forget what they have to do. Like Jeff is just tired of this cat, like and then they try to get on to him about like what they have to do and he's like, Look, sometimes you have to get back to the real world and focus on what's right. And that's when he actually snaps out of it. He's like, You know what? We just need to leave here. <laughs> And when he, they have a little fight about going to the door because if they go down to the other air, if they, if he goes up into this vent, if one of them goes up into the vent, actually, I think all of them can get up into the vent and that's what they were planning on doing. But they were planning on going up into the vent, into the storage room where the thermostat is at. And Jeff kind of argues with them. It's like, guys, why don't we just use the door? And Troy remarks, he's just worried about getting dirty. And Jeff's like, of course I'm worried about getting dirty. I look fantastic. <laughs> Why would I want to get dirty when I can just use the door? As soon as he opens the door, just horde of zombies come in. And he's like overtaken with the horde. And then we see Rich come in in his banana suit. And he has Jeff's jacket on. And then he begins like going in on Jeff. And he's like, yeah. and he starts like yelling. Uh, you're stretching yeah, it. You're stretching it. Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah. And uh, that's 
what really makes him like horrified. Troy and Abed make it through into the storage facility where all the old school supplies are, and they lock themselves behind a fence uh, above all the zombies that are walking around. I think I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, that seems like what happened. If if I'm wrong, anybody, you can correct me online as much as you want. I won't I won't <laughs> say anything back to you. Troy and Abed make their way through the old school supplies and lock themselves behind a fence near the window. Abed says he's going to help Troy up, to which pro Troy protests. And then Abed says he wants to make him proud of him and that he should be the first black man to make it to the end, which is... I think it's like the John Carpenter dig. Uh, I think it is very specifically a John Carpenter dig. Though I guess um, I guess it could also be a George Romero Night of the Living Dead thing because uh, you know in the mm -hmm. first, in the original Night of the Living Dead, the main character like almost makes it to the end and then he's shot, and that's a that's a real shame ending for that movie. So once uh, Troy gets out of there, he ends up running into the dean, and the, he tells the dean, like, look, we got to get back in there and turn that thermostat off, or everyone's going to die from this infection before the military can get here. Of course, the dean just doesn't uh, care, <laughs> and he just, like, runs mm -hmm. away. To, and eventually, Troy, like, just, he gets he gets the idea to use his fake mech suit he made for the alien recreation with Abed to go back inside and protect mm -hmm. himself. But of course his suit is only made of like spray painted cardboard. So as soon as he walks in, like all the uh, infected people start tearing at his suit and he starts like saying aloud, like, why did I think this was a good idea? <laughs> and he just barely makes it to the thermostat and like he gets infected right there. Oh, and that's when they bring the ABBA song Fernando into it, into this big action yeah. scene where Troy is trying to go through. And uh, once he gets there, to he turns into one of the infected and starts walking around all funny oh and i i forgot to mention when they grab him and they start biting on him after he gets bitten mm -hmm. after a moment he has to be like guys guys look i've already bitten you don't have to do this anymore i'm already bitten <laughs> mm -hmm. he's congratulations you did yeah. <laughs> It almost felt like a Jeff line. A little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think at that point he was just irascible enough to pull that line mm -hmm. off. Yeah, right when he does that, the army comes in. The dean meets the army outside. The army asks him if he's the only witness, and he's like, yeah. And they go ahead and dose everybody with something to wipe their memory, whatever their secret army. You know, in movies, there's always something like this with the army. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and we get uh, we get a view of everyone um, looking confused and very worn down, after like strewn about the campus from the party. And Britta is sitting there with Jeff and Chang, and Britta <laughs> says she can't believe everyone in the party got roofied. And <laughs> and Chang says, "I can't believe I didn't do it." And Jeff is like, "I can't believe you." You aren't the one to do it either. And uh, it's a little, maybe a little too dark of a joke after everything we've watched. Yeah. I, it didn't quite hit me like the way I thought it should have. I don't know. Um, maybe it was just a matter of them like not having time to make a better joke. Dan, Dan Harmon's mm -hmm. very much more worried about story and character pacing than he is about little jokes here and there sometimes. 
Uh, at least that's okay. what I picked up on from looking at his process through different things, listening to commentaries and interviews. Uh, that leads us into the end of our episode, and uh, Troy and Abed show up, and they 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 don't really remember what happened either, and they they're like, "Do you want to go watch a movie?" and we're like, sure, but let's not watch a zombie movie. It, it feels a little played out, and that's a nice little Abed joke, kind of commenting on the episode. And then, mm-hmm. can you please fully explain to me what the Kevin bit is for George Takei? So, he's like, you know, giving like the end narration, and he was like, and if your name is Kevin, this is for you. And then he decides to do a voicemail okay. message saying Kevin can't come to the phone right now. He's out in space with me, George Decay. And like I'm wondering how many people named Kevin took that and put that on their phone. Cause like I would. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> write that down. I should have. That is that is really funny and makes a good use of his celebrity. Yeah. Okay. I should mm-hmm. I should have wrote that down. Bad Robbie. <laughs> Keep up on your community love. <laughs> uh, the uh, the episode ends right after that, and then we get like a credits tag where we see Troy walking into the study room, and he pops on his phone, and it's a voicemail from Chang, and it's like them. And it, it's Chang and Shirley in the middle of the outbreak, and he's like trying to reach out to Troy, to give him a message, but the only message he's given him is that him and Shirley canoodled, and and then Tro- and then Troy is mm-hmm. like, "Why?" That's a very PC way of I guess. saying what yeah, you did. I don't, uh, I don't like it. I don't know. I don't like saying sex words all the time. You know, a little <laughs> bit of variety in the language here and there. They make nighttime noises. <laughs> I just want some variety in my language here and there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Troy then wonders why Chang thought to call him, of all people. <laughs> yeah. And I liked that a lot, too. That made me laugh really hard because yeah. Troy and Chang don't seem to have any particular friendship or camaraderie <laughs> between yeah. each other. And uh, that ends our episode. I, I I really appreciate you coming on and doing this with me. I just wanted to kind of celebrate all the fun I have with community. I'm trying to remember what my history with this episode is. I probably watched this when it came out live because the first two seasons I was in high school, didn't have anything resembling responsibilities that I took seriously. So I was watching Community every mm-hmm. Thursday. No one was stopping me then. You, you better believe that. And uh, I probably was giving out candy during this because I think it did air on Halloween or close to Halloween. I, did, I didn't have time to look it up. Do you have any particular memories of this episode? I think I remember seeing it live, like when it first came out. Because I started watching towards the middle of the first season, and I didn't always, I don't know, sometimes things would come up, but, like, I was mostly, like, oh, watch it when it came on person. So, yeah, I, re- I remember seeing this episode, because, like, just seeing, like, the Dean just up like, Lady Gaga, and I'm like, yep, that's very on. Uh, okay i totally forgot to mention that he is like lady gaga throughout the whole thing and uh yeah i like Mm -hmm. it a lot it's it's very on brand for the dean it's the exact type of thing they would do 
yeah, I like I like all the costumes in this. Uh, I like I like Pierce's Captain Kirk outfit, which uh, Troy makes some Scotty like dismissives to him earlier in the episode, and that's that's funny to me. Britta is a T Rex, and Jeff has two lines I can't remember he says before she just admits that she's a T-Rex and uh, of course Jeff has the worst outfit of all because he's just 90s too cool for school you can't you can't get him to wear a goofy outfit he wore a six thousand dollar suit which where is Jeff here's something I never understood about Jeff he has almost no money throughout the whole run of his community college run, but he's still wearing like $6,000 suits and stuff. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's time. It's from time when he was a lawyer beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like he probably would have been the type of guy who's like, Oh, that's last year's. Let me throw it away. But since he lost everything, it still looked good. But like, he probably was just like, Oh no, but no, he loved that jacket. He loved that jacket. 